Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. Hi there, welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. Now I realise today that I haven't actually recorded a 30 minute at 24 strokes per minute row before. So let's do that today. Now your pace is going to be between 2k plus 12 to 14, which means an effort level of round about 6, maybe 7. Uh, it really just depends how you feel and whether you're used to doing half hour rows at that kind of pace or not, okay? So as always, just keep up with me for stroke rate and you'll be fine. 24 is a good one to do. Um, and that's it really. So let's just really get into our, our um, warm-up. So I just said really about eight times. Uh, get into our warm-up first, talk about more about what we're going to do while we're warming up and then as we start. It's a simple row today. So set your drag factor first. If you don't know how to do that, then check out the video I've got on my channel, which tells you kind of what to do, round about where to set it. Set your monitor to eye height so you don't have to look up and you don't have to look down. And set the foot straps so they cover either the bottom lace of your shoe or they cover, if you're in like socks like me, they get to a point that you can hinge forward nicely at the front. Right, you can see I'm eager to get into today's warm-up, so let's go in three, two, one, go. So just around about 18 strokes a minute. Pace-wise for your warm-up, you're really kind of like 2k plus 25 to 30 for the first minute. Just ease into it. I'm doing this one on my lunch break again, so... I've been sitting in front of my edit suite all day watching sheep. It's a good job to do actually. I'm not gonna complain, it's a good program to work on. So just let your body wake up, get used to the fact that you're gonna be doing some exercise for the next 40 minutes. 40 minutes by the time you take into account my waffling and things. I did try and get through today's intro as quick as possible as not to labour things after the 30 times one minute on and 15 seconds off opus it was like a, I don't know like a big prologue I did anyway so as we get towards the two minute mark I know we're not there yet, but just think right now about a good solid drive from the legs. Don't worry about everything else, just for the time being. Just make sure you're pushing with the legs rather than pulling with the arms as you start your stroke. And then in 10 seconds, I'm going to take a foot out of the strap to give you more of a chance to concentrate on that. So one more stroke, take a foot out on the floor and then just with one leg, continue to give a good solid drive. Really the only thing that should have changed is that you've only got one leg in. Your stroke should be very similar, if not better, because you've got one leg out. 
certainly shouldn't be worse. <laughs> One more stroke, swap feet. Again, I say this every now and then, but it's a lot easier for me to do it because I'm in socks. Might take you a little bit longer to get in and out of the straps. Don't worry about it. This is just a nice exercise to just break up the warm up, get your feel for compression and a good solid drive. One more stroke. Put both feet in, tiny bend in the knees. Just use your back and arms. Now I was told in one of the comments that when I do this, I don't have my hunch. So I'm trying to work out what the difference is. Why do I suddenly hunch as I slide to the front of the machine? I do not know. Okay, let's do a reverse of that. Arm straight, drive with the legs. Now remember, this is about snapping into the catch at the front. Don't worry about too powerful a drive. Think more about picking up the flywheel at the front and then initiating that drive with a forward lean like this. But don't worry. I'll talk more about that in the main session. One more here, and we're done. That's a quick warm up. Let's hope the main session goes that quick. Carry on moving up and down the rail, have a quick drink, and I will explain one more time, really quickly, what it is we're doing today. Just a quick reminder that these podcasts are taken from the videos that I host on YouTube. If you want to see what I'm doing rather than just listen, then check out Row Along on YouTube or head to rowalong.com. So once again, what we're going to do is half an hour at 24 strokes per minute. And your pace is going to be around about 2K plus 12 to 14. Just really depends on how you feel, whether you're used to doing 30 minutes at that kind of pace or not. So just kind of gauge your body well. So from an effort level point of view, this kind of means six, maybe seven. So it should be a good manageable row. Of course, you could back right off and do the 24 strokes at like 2K plus 18 if you want a slightly higher rate at a, a less level. It's up to you, but from the way I train and the way I kind of time all this stuff across my channel, then 2K plus 12 to 14 kind of tallies into most of the rest of the training stuff I have on here. Um, and that's it. So if you would like to join me in turning on your monitor, we're just going to go for a half hour uh, row anyway. So let's just go for select workout and it should be under your standard list. The fourth one down should be half an hour. There you go. If only all of my... Um, rows were that simple to program into the machine. None of this undefined rest nonsense. <laughs> anyway, you ready to go? So let's begin in three, two, one, go. Right, so 24 is my favorite stroke rate. Maybe it's just because I like counting in two and a halves. <laughs> but it's basically every two and a half seconds, is a stroke. So you just have to kind of hit the rhythm, keep an eye on the counter, make sure you're not straying. And that's you. And then as to putting in the power, the good thing about 24 is that you don't have to choke. I feel this is the best soft rhythm 
What do I mean by that? I mean, 18 and 20, in order to hit your pace, you have to put in quite a substantial drive. So at 2K plus 18, at 20 strokes a minute, you do have to really put in a good oomph into your stroke. And then you take your time on the recovery, and then it's another oomph each stroke. Whereas I feel 24 starts to feel as though it's a combination of stroke rate and power. Rather than at 18 and 20, it feeling almost like the lower stroke rate is fighting against the fact you want to go fast. Huh. Maybe I'm talking nonsense, but hey, it covered the first two minutes of that rope. So this rope, long enough, I hope, that you feel that you've hit your pace, you're comfortable, you're keeping up with me for stroke rate, and you're in the groove. These longer rows, especially the training ones, you can't afford to take the first, well, 30 seconds really, just to settle yourself in. If it was a half hour time trial you were doing, I wouldn't agree with that. I'd say you have to come out the blocks racing, but because this is on the lower end of the intensity scale, or the lower end of the mid-intensity scale at least. And because it goes on for half an hour, you can't afford to take your time. Right. Just do make sure the power is coming from your leg drive. That good leg drive coupled with the 24 strokes a minute stroke rate. And you should be easily covering your 2K plus 12 to 14 pace. Again, it's not the most exciting of rows, but these ones are not meant to be exciting. They're meant to give you the capacity to be able to do the fast, sprinty, exciting rows. And actually, the loads that half hour at 2k plus 12 puts on your body 
sets you up perfectly for 5Ks, 6Ks, half hours, even 10Ks, and probably even an hour. I tend to do, I think what my hour paces. Yeah, when I'm doing a time trial, how far can I get in an hour? I'll tend to do it at this pace. Higher stroke rate, but at 2k plus 12 anyway. That's my PB, so I think it's just over 16,000. Alright, so with six minutes gone, you should be nicely set up into this row. Should be good and warm. Got the rhythm right. Got your pace right. So let's just do a quick check on the things that you need to think about when it comes to technique. It's already kind of spoken about the leg drive, making sure that the power from your stroke comes here with a good solid push with the legs into the machine. But there's other things that make a huge difference, like your back angle, whether you bend your arms, how powerful your back is, whether you get the leg drive finished before you pull in with the handle, even down to handle height and how you finish as you pull into the body. I mean, if you look through all the different parts of the rowing stroke, you could probably dissect it into 10, 15 elements, all of which if you get them right versus get them wrong can mean one or two seconds or more per 500 meters. But for a lot of people this isn't about pace, it's not about how fast you can go and winning races, it's just about 
exercise either just to get fit just from a cardiovascular point of view or a weight loss point of view people will read about the rowing machine as the perfect all over body workout which it is and then this will be the weapon of choice and either it'll work for them or they'll expect <laughs> expect it to do the work for them but just sitting on the machine and tickling it up and down is enough to lose weight there you go, 10 minutes gone that was quick so that's the first thing I'd say is the rowing machine is definitely one of the most effective pieces of cardio equipment for weight loss because you're using everything legs, arms, core, back there's very little other cardio machines that are quite as effective when it comes to a body workout that cycling only does legs running you've got your arms pumping core stabilising but I don't think many people would claim that going for a jog was an all over body workout yes there's things like the assault bike where you use your arms as well and that's a mean machine to go on it's a ski erg which is maybe slightly less legs and chest and things than a rowing machine but still a good body workout And then there's like cross trainers which because they do most of the work for you I don't really count it's not to say you can't get a good workout on them but I think anything that the momentum carries you through that's of the machine not your body I think you can do better But, like I say, the rowing machine is only as effective as the user. So, most commonly, you'll see people on it who are not driving with the legs and they're not 
taking a full stroke. So, not that I'm saying I have the perfect stroke. I try and say that all the time. But, I'm going right from the front, right to the back. And I, my leg extension is full. My arms go from straight to into the sternum. And the drive starts with my shins pretty much at vertical to give me that full leg drive. Take a look at your average gym goer, not rowing gym goer, but just average gym goer. And you'll see all of that shortened. They won't have a solid leg drive. They won't have a powerful arm, body frame. They certainly won't have a powerful back and an engaged core. And so they end up just rocking up and down the machine, barely breaking a sweat. But because they've read in a magazine that the rowing machine will burn 600 calories an hour and it's an all over body workout, they'll think they're just being on it for 20 minutes and limply moving up and down is enough, which I'm afraid to say it's not. For starters, you can't get your heart rate up because you're not working your muscles hard enough. You certainly won't be burning much fat. You definitely won't be toning or adding muscle. Not that you add much muscle when rowing, but it certainly tones nicely. not going to get much of a cardio workout in terms of improving their circulation system. And all it would take is just a few considerations for their technique. So, as we come through the second half of this row, let's just, having kind of done an overview of the elements of technique, let's just get back into that familiar territory. And just have a quick, well, it's me, it's not gonna be quick, is it? <coughs> let's have a recap. of what's considered the most effective stroke for power and also 
a good technique when it comes to injury prevention. So, we'll describe the stages of the row first. The front of the machine here, here, is known as the catch. So as you are at the front, just before you're about to start, that's the catch, because you catch the flywheel or catch the water. But then, it's not just about the flywheel, it's about your body position and all of your body can be described for the catch. So let's start off with our back lean. So you want, as you come into the catch, to be leaning in to about the one o'clock position on a clock face. Not too far, but also not already leaning back like this, which you see a lot. Not this. You want forward lean. <clears throat> then, when you're in that forward lean, have straight arms like this. with nice relaxed shoulders so you're not tense not like that you should be able to waggle your arms and shoulders your hands should be equally relaxed maybe like hooks over the handle rather than a chokehold on it. You don't want a death grip, you want a loose grip. And with the relaxed shoulders and arms and a loose grip, that helps the power get into the handle when you drive with your legs. Now your legs, as you come forward to the catch, your shins should be pointing vertical, straight up. <clears throat> not less than vertical, not more than vertical, but the most efficient in terms of getting the power into the drive is getting them vertical because that's why the foot footbed stretcher things are angled because you'll then give a 45 degree drive with your legs so that's your shins vertical keep your knees inside your arms 
So if you imagine you've made a cage with your arms as you come forwards, keep your knees inside that cage. Maybe going up towards your armpits. And if you can get them, just so you feel they brush your inner arms, your knees that is, around about the tricep, bicep, kind of there. You've got the, the compression, that's how close your knees are coming into your torso. Got that run about right. Your feet. Now, here comes the argument. Some folks will say you have to get to all the position I've just described without lifting your heels off the foot plate. Uh, my take is that if you have to come off a little bit to get into that compression with shins vertical, that's fine as long as when you start the stroke, you get those heels down onto the foot plate where they're then able to produce maximum power. Think of it like the start of a deadlift. You wouldn't do a deadlift off your toes because you're not going to get all the power into it. And it will also send your body angle backwards. Whereas, when you plant your heels in, it keeps your body angle where it is, and you manage to put in maximum force. Which of course, then brings us to what comes after the catch, which is the drive. So, catch, drive. Catch, drive. Catch, drive. Okay? So the drive happens by planting your heels into the foot plate and thinking about pushing the machine away. Straight arms still as you do that drive and still nice and relaxed shoulders and hands and that lets the power come up through your legs up through your posterior chain and into your arms now the biggest leak in terms of performance and the likelihood you're going to get injured comes from 
well, two things. Firstly, from bending your arms too soon. So, like this. It's not good for power or protecting yourself from tennis elbow and golfer's elbow and stuff. Nice straight arms through the drive. But the most common fault and one that I'm constantly prone to is swinging your back back too soon. So remember you want that forward lean at the catch. Then as you drive, try to hold it for as long as possible, or at least until your hands are starting to come to your knees and your knees are almost extended. That lets the power go from your legs through your back, through your shoulders and into the handle. So although a bad back and straight arms is okay in terms of, well it's not okay actually because you'll get injured. What am I saying? What you want is that forward lean with straight arms. And keep your leg drive connected the whole way. Good, solid push through the whole stroke. And then finish with a soft, lock of your knees so not locked knees but they come down as you extend the leg drive and your back once you've got the timing right you swing from one o'clock to eleven o'clock and as your back is almost finished swinging that's when you bend your arms and pull the handle in to your chest run about sternum height squeezing your shoulder blades together as though crushing a can between them then the return kind of the opposite so you've done catch drive release okay catch drive release so called because you're releasing the handle away from you so the speed you bring it into your chest at release it away from you at so, boom, 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 boom. It's the return of the lightsaber noises. And then once your hands 
move away, you should find it's really easy to just rock over your hips back into that forward lean. Ready for that position at the front. And the last part is then, once the handle is over your knees, bend your knees. And you'll go effortlessly sliding towards the front of the machine again. So hands away, back, knees. Hands, back, knees. Then that's you set up into the catch again. Here we go. Five. Four. Three. Two. Last stroke. One. Good job. Well done. Have a quick drink and then we'll go into a two bit cool down. You ready? Three, two, one, go. Nice and gentle. Just slow it right down. Concentrate on just a constant, soft press of the legs with straight arms. I'm 2K plus 45 right now, going super slow. I just want to feel my legs connect and press. So connect, press, pull. Connect, press, pull. Really feel your heels come down and then just to press into the machine. Call this one a press because you're not pushing it because you're taking it easy. And then with straight arms, you'll also get that sensation by slowing it right down and backing off the power, like right off the power. Hopefully you won't be in that kind of stroke panic where it's all happening too quick. So you can get your body lean, press, pull. Press, pull. Okay, so just a good way to cool down. Especially after a mid-tier session like that where you've not absolutely caned the session. You can afford to just take your cool down that kind of, just that level slower than you might otherwise have done if you were, if you just done a 2K test for instance. So there we go. 30 minutes, 24 strokes per minute in the bag. Like I say, you can come back and do this one at different paces. You can go super speedy time trial. You can go a lot slower and just get used to the higher rate. Or you can go for my 2K plus 12 to 14. Has two minutes done. Standalone workouts like this. The ones you just slot in whenever you fancy rather than being part of a plan. You can kind of tailor the pace, but if you're using it as part of a plan, stick to how it should be. So this is a mid-tier workout, so it's obviously way too late to be telling you this. Mid-tier workout, so you do it at the 2K plus 12 as a mid-tier workout within the four-week plan or, or whatever. Okay, so there we go. That's us done for today. We're all done. Uh, oh, let's hashtag 
24 at last. So 24 at last. If you want to use a hashtag just to let me know you got this far. It's always nice to see how few people get this. <laughs> no, you're also bored with me. Um, yeah, and that's it. So thank you very much for spending my lunch hour with me. I'm going to get back to editing some sheep and I will see you in the next video. Bye-bye. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. <laughs>